is up everybody welcome to nfts in the arena you with mike and john again um hopefully you've enjoyed our last two episodes um it's actually been quite fun and we actually feel like we're getting a bit better at this and i'm sure those of you that are watching and listening to this would agree as well um, after today's episodes we've got quite a few cool things lined up and what we actually want to start doing is that we've drawn inspiration from other youtube channels is what will keep us actually talking about what's really relevant and active in the media right now is looking up at what we find that would be of relevance, controversial, and something that we can actually debate about, not only agree on with regards to NFTs. So what we'll be doing is, and I've, I've got a bit of research here for today's um, episode where we're going to be reading some, or just covering some articles that we found in the media that's of um, significant relevance for this week. And one of them being first from um bloomberg so Jono, first of all what's up man how you doing yo mikey what's up um freaking great great i'm actually checking out that article you sent me yeah so i brought it up what everyone that's listening now the one we'll be talking about it's a bloomberg article that came out today on the 3rd of may where they were actually speaking about what happened yesterday i think where the, the board ape creators um, actually came out and apologized for the Ethereum crash. And for those of you that don't know, yesterday, the board ape yacht club, the Ethereum network actually, and it's now, it's actually apologized for effectively crashing the network. And for those of you that don't know, the board apes and the board ape yacht clubs are probably, probably the most popular and valuable entities currently out there on the OpenSea blockchain. And what happened yesterday is that they were making history in multiple ways for the first other side NFT um, mint. And it could have had major impacts on the interior, the Ethereum, and most importantly for them, the Ape coin. So what they're saying here, John, and I'm going to let you uh, delve into this with me, is that with Ethereum, unable to handle these um, these board yacht clubs ventures and what they are actually trying to create is is an ape coin um which is obviously allocated to them and it's forming part of a DAO. but they now might have to consider migrating um this to their own blockchain which is mm -hmm. obviously of major relevance because now you're starting to see the split and the divide of already who's going to be the next big player because mm -hmm. this board ape yacht club although it's an exclusive network of very valuable NFTs, by creating their own blockchain, what does that actually result, result in? I don't know, and this is something that we can talk about. And why it's so funny and why it's actually so crazy is that Yuka Labs, which actually effectively created these NFTs, is made big, big waves for the first ever other side. And what I mean by other side is it's an upcoming metaverse product in which they've minted. So there's actually creating their own metaverse and selling properties on the, this metaverse. And this is something that's obviously of um, major debate, selling fictitious properties in this metaverse and what that actually means. And I'm reading other articles from Roots is talking about NFTs are collapsing. So there's a much a divided opinion. You've got the people that are investing heavily in the NFTs and the metaverse. And you've got guys saying in, in the news, maybe some people that are a bit older and not as educated in what NFTs are. So, I mean, for me, this is, this is a divide in society 
So what I would ask you, John, is like, which side do you do you fail on? Do you think that there's too much money going to these NFTs and particularly this divide into these metaverses where there's already so many metaverses out there? What, like, what are your thoughts on this? Well, look, um, I want to first first touch on the the, the, the the initial question of migrating to their own blockchain. Um, this yeah. is definitely something that that requires a solution and a contingency plan. And with that being said, I don't think migrating to their own blockchain is perhaps the best idea, um, purely because you'll need to get into dev stages and all that kind of jazz just before you can get uh, trading again. So I think mm -hmm. something like Pulse Chain, I don't know if any of the, the audience know about it, but it's, it's, it's basically a side project. Just explain it for us. Yeah, it's a side project um, incepted by uh, founder Richard Hart. Now he started a cryptocurrency called Hex. Perhaps a lot more people will be um, known of that. So anyway, Pulse Chain. A lot of people Hex. should be getting into Hex. Just for you guys. Yes, 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 yes definitely. Yeah, So anyway, uh, Richard Hart saw a, an opportunity, or, and also trying to solve Ethereum's gas fee issue. And this is primarily why um, there was a lot of issues on Ethereum yesterday was because of gas fees and the amount of transactions that were happening. So Pulse Chain is ultimately there to solve this. Do you know, sorry to interrupt you again. No, no, no. My last time. Yeah, like, <laughs> just, good, uh, listen. Yeah, no, it's actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, a lot of people might not know about this and what it actually means and these gas fees. A lot of people are still learning about this. Yes, like, yes. Do you know how much gas fees were allotted to this? I like From what I read, it was a significant amount. That's definitely yeah. worth noting. Yeah, man, dude, I, man, think, man. I think one was five ETH. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm checking the the paper here. Around five thousand eight hundred dollars. Anyway, I heard in the the tens and fifteens, perhaps even more, dude. Of thousands. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I think it's fifty five thousand eight. It's it's actually. It's, yeah, no, no, look. It, it, it is, and now this this is a problem, right? And it requires solving. And this is where Richard Hart saw this opportunity. And what he's doing, and a lot of people don't even know this, is that he's literally replicating the system state of the ETH chain. So ultimately, every board ape there is will be a replica, but on Pulse chain. So ultimately, he's taking every single, well, most assets, uh, on the Ethereum blockchain and is copying that onto the Pulse chain net. And ultimately what that's also gonna do is um, it's gonna create a lot of interest because people are gonna essentially have free money. And uh, this is, it's a marketing tool in one part of it. And at the same time, it's solving the gas fee issues with, with, with minting NFTs because it's, it's a lot cheaper. There's, there's even a, a test net up that you can go and check out the gas fees and all that. It's like, <laughs> it's minuscule compared to what's, what's currently out there. So a company like Board Ape would be like, wow, were, were they to get in line with, with um, Pulse Chain, they can now mint at, at a fraction of the price and people can start trading these, these, these NFTs a, a lot more fluidly. Uh, so yeah, I see that that's being a better option than 
them creating their own blockchain. But who knows? Maybe they want to. Maybe they're those kind of guys that want to just do their own it's, thing. That's just because they obviously, I mean, they, there's so many enthusiasts. There's so many of this board ape yacht club enthusiasts that are eager to get their hands on these things, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Like I was, there's 55,000 of these non fungible tokens. Uh, they're effectively land deeds. So mm -hmm. deeds to a land, but a virtual uh, land. Um, and the, obviously the Ethereum network crashed due to this high volume that was experienced. And it, it effectively creates a bottleneck for people that yes. are listening and understand. So this is obviously why they want to do that. So they'll have more control. And it's, it's, it's basically what we are telling people with sports finder to use. Utilize your own air entity marketplace or blockchain. But mm. now they're going to be building their own marketplace along with their own um, blockchain, which will be interesting to see how that fares and, and will it only be for themselves how sustainable will that be does it give access to more people i'll be really interested to see how that happens but talking about um these metaverses and these these virtual worlds i know like a lot of people i mean they're buying these properties in here and a lot of i suppose gen z and the younger generation but even people in business now i would say to be fair, are looking to see how they can go to work in the metaverse and live this virtual world where you're not going out ready to meet people and have human interactions. But, and I think a lot of people are unsure of that or question that. And like, I, I believe I'm one of those people. Mm. And what I would prefer is, and I actually had a conversation with a good friend earlier on today where we spoke about the CEO of, I think, Snapchat. If I, and I stand to be corrected, where he mentioned that he believes that the metaverse is just a, obviously it's a fictitious thing, right? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. No, like, so what he was saying is, and I've actually spoken about this before, is that the, the next big thing should be virtual reality instead, where you can al almost have the, the human interactions by, by a medium of perhaps holograms or whatever it may be, right? And a lot of money is going into that but i don't think it's become as mainstream and as quickly um as the metaverse and these virtual worlds have become what are your thoughts on that well look um there's obviously a huge huge influx in this metaverse thing given mark zuckerberg changed his facebook to uh, meta which i think was quite an interesting thing to do uh, given the fact that he hasn't even changed the icon on the app <laughs> Anyway, um, because I do believe there will be a, a lot more drop-off, uh, unfortunately. It would be a self-destructive move were they to do that because people are naturally primed by the subconscious um, nature of logos, for instance. Uh, anyway, uh, with, with the metaverse thing, I think let's split it into two parts. You know, one being the, the virtual reality of... of know human existence and relationships and all that jazz and then the other part being the utility of, of of for instance a property company creating if they're based in in, in la to create a virtual or metaverse of la to to easily distinguish and create a, a, an experience for their customer um, a lot more conveniently than in the past where one would need to traverse to the, the property to see it and also identify where it is in, in, in space. So I think those as a utility with, with metaverse and linking into to NFTs, I do believe that there's a lot of value. But as that starts to shift um, into psychology 
and human behavioral um, you know, science and social science and all that jazz, we need to look at how we can uh, interact more and uh, just uh, be more humane. And that's, that's, that's definitely um, up for grabs for an entrepreneur to solve in the future. Yeah, dude, it's, it's mm. actually, it's mind blowing to think how far the world has come and how things have, have evolved since like when we were in high school. I know yes, it's, it's obviously a very difficult thing to say, but I just think of the progression and how quickly technology has evolved. Because yes. I do remember, we recall like getting the first cell phones and stuff like that. Yeah, man. I think you had a, 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 an Apple before yeah. anyone. Yeah, I just think from that time to now, the advent of innovation and technology is unfathomable, dude. Like, obviously, if you had to say to yourself back then what we experiencing now, you would not obviously have believed that. Yeah. But for me, it's just, uh, uh, if you look at the, the first, second, third, and fourth industrial revolution, which we are currently in now, I feel like we've, ste we've stepped up already from the fourth industrial revolution into a fifth industrial re revolution, what, what people are calling Web 3.0. And... People are now referring to themselves as companies as Web 3.0 companies, which is it's, which is saying to me that a lot of people are willing to um, drop what they're currently doing and move into a space that's completely newfangled. And it's it's interesting to see because I don't know if these yacht clubs and these board ape yacht clubs where it's just literally little art how they hold value for a long period of time. Like what where do you imagine like 30 years from now a product like that will actually be in the value of that because i do i do foresee a potential collapse maybe in the next few years when it comes to the, these massive nfts well look if you think about the nature of art um the mona lisa it's 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 prices or it's, its value is determined based on its scarcity uh being only one so you know yeah. Yeah, but is it based on the scarcity or is it? Well, look, the thing is, the, we would need to look at it this way. If you think about it, it's, a, it's owned by, I think, a, a, um, I would assume it's owned by the museum that it's based in. I think it's in France somewhere. Um, but inherently, there's a board of directors and there's an owner. You know, some guy is behind it. And is it the art gallery that owns it or is it the country that owns it? I, you know what? I actually don't know. Like, I, I, I can't say whether who owns it or not. But there is the part leave of it. Comment, leave a comment in the, in the comment <laughs> section. <and> <laughs> no, who owns it? We anyway. Yes, bro. Like, dude, like, I don't have much knowledge on that. So, yeah, it could be um, the fact that it's scarce and the fact that this dude, Picasso, really is a great painter. No, either way, but it doesn't take away from the fact that a multi-billionaire that has no interest in art can someday own it, right? But this is the thing. Why? Because of the, 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 the fact that he can leverage that perhaps in, in, in conversation, I own the Mona Lisa. You know, that's probably more important for a guy like that. But there's some guy that really loves the, 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 the brushwork and would love to have it, but he doesn't have it, right? So this is the thing about NFTs is, the more people that become 
prevalent in the space and know about the space and create even cooler things and better ideas. Because I think Board Ape and companies similar to them, it's predicated on the community, like it's a membership kind of organization where you're part of this cult um, and there's, there's this this um, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow kind of thing for, for people that are buying into it. And I do believe with what you say, in the future, this can collapse. Why? Because why would someone 30 years from now be willing to pay 30 million or if not more for a picture, right? If there is no utility or, or, or some real inherent value behind it. And right now, the value is, is in the community and, and, and the perks and all that uh, thing that come with it. So I don't know where that can go with that community to leave, right? Because they can all just jump ship and say, no, we actually like, say there's a co-founder of Board Apes that says, has a fight and says, okay, I'm going to go and start uh, Board Lions, you know, and all of a sudden the community loves Jason Moore. I don't know who's co-founded yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah. You so, know, yeah. You, you just made me think of something, and I think this is actually truly what these 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 communities in which these DAOs are forming, and obviously, or as we've experienced with like Board Ape and all these other NFT collections that have been dropped, where they're creating these Discord channels and it's creating a sense of community, where to become part of this club, this boys club, whatever it may be, you have to purchase the NFT now because you gain access to futures, future drops and so on. But it's like you're saying, even if the NFTs do collapse, they still have this community now. And this community is already formed and based on a system of trust. Yes. And now a lot of people want to be part of that because it's exclusive and maybe that can open up. And mm. what I'm saying is this, this might be the advent of new political parties in some some way shape or form not even that or just yeah. um do you, do you see what i'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. Spawn out of, like you buy into this and you buy into it for the long haul because mm. this might be a bumpy road we may lose the value of our board nfts however the community that we have is of such uniqueness and it's of such value where the people that have investing in this is essentially now think about this all the guys that are buying these board um, yachts and these these incredibly expensive NFTs that are ranging from fifty thousand dollars to over a million dollars, right? It's just absolutely um, it's, it's extraordinary, man. I mean, like it's it's it's, it's actually it's fucking wild, man. Yeah, yeah. But and uh, what I was getting at is that you have a community of a bunch of rich guys now. Saying that that, yes, right? guys, yes, right? yes. guys that were willing to take a risk on such a high amount. So even if they do lose the value in this NFT, it's not going to help make them lose sleep at night. But hmm. now you've got a community of incredibly wealthy people in the select niche group. What can come out of that? Actually, maybe you would hope it would be incredible, but they're just hmm. going to generate wealth for themselves. So it's going to yes, be actually yes. dead, detrimental. And the way I see it moving and transgressing, it's transgressing if it does follow this route is that the disparity and the inequality gap is going to grow and grow and grow because like now money is becoming completely decentralized it doesn't even have to be in a banking system mm. and this is i mean I, you know, I don't know i mean i don't know what your thoughts on that is look i do think it's 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 a 
it's an opportunity for the rich to or the affluent to become more affluent and create disparity, like you said, at a, a at an exponential rate, um, further solidifying their 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 position in society. Um, because there's a lot of youngsters out there that is pretty much hyping this this up. Why? Because most of the guys that are buying into it are rich, popular, famous sportsmen, or who knows, actors, guys with money, but they, they usually have a fan base. And I think with that, it hypes up the, 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 the whole ecosystem as a whole. And I think uh, with that being said, it really creates this, this, this army of, of people that want it, but never can attain it. And then this, this, this kingdom of people that have it, that just get more rich and rich based on this, this supply and demand facet of everyone wanting their hands on it, but they can't. And I think that's perhaps what rises the price and also gives um, investment opportunity. But then again, if it is uh, dependent on, on the rest of the public, uh, what would happen were they to change their mind and not look to this culture? And, and, and uplift it and embrace it the way they are currently. That would be an interesting facet to look at. And I don't know if it will happen, uh, but it is uh, uh, a risk for it too. Because anything can happen, dude. Like, you know, culture can change in a, in a minute. Like right now, trap, rap, that kind of stuff is, is, is hot. Um, yeah. Who knows what's next and what comes with that? There could be a whole new NFT um, nuance that develops based on just a musical uh, shift in, in, in culture. So this is the amazing thing is that it's, it, it, it's dependent on the, the big boys ultimately that, that can shift the direction of where this goes. And I think this is why Elon Musk has uh, positioned himself in this way because he believes with his money, he can ascertain the necessary um, platforms to actually differentiate mass movement in a certain way yeah i mean geez john i think that, that was i mean it's, it's super interesting to hear that, yeah, that, that thing. no i think that is yeah, absolutely yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, dude i mean because i mean that's it's a complete different and that's what we want to welcome on uh, on, uh, on yes yes on no, for sure <laughs> we don't have to have the same opinion i think that was completely crazy Oh, uh, shit. No, definitely. Off, definitely. Off, yeah, what I want to end off on is, um, we're coming to the end now, is that what you were saying, like, and what I believe this is, is it's like the equivalent of the California gold rush. I think it was in, like, in oh, 1984. Yeah. They discovered yes, gold in California, and everyone from the East Coast of the United States and from Mexico and all around the world were trying to get from Europe to get there. But because it was so new, there was no laws. There's no mm. regulations. The Wild West, dude. You wanted to steal someone's uh, money, you could do that. Yes. Violence. That's happening now currently by people being hacked and getting their, their NFT stolen, right? Yes. This yes. is the modern-day equivalent of the California gold rush, I believe. And the reason why I say this is because maybe 10% of the miners that actually went there succeeded mm. and became rich. Yeah. And the guys that became rich was the guys that had money before that. By virtue yes, of historical yes, 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 yes. 
yes, yes. So I, I just recall the story. I remember um, watching a documentary on this California gold rush. There was a, a guy by the name of um, Samuel Bannon. So mm. he was actually an entrepreneur, this guy. And the reason why I bring this up is because this is how I see the guys like the board ape guys and the guys that are buying these entities, who their equivalent um, person is. And they, they've been representing the Samuel Brandon guy. Because what had ha actually happened when the California gold rush was going on and everyone was migrating there, everyone was mining, but also you, you needed accommodation, you needed places for people to eat, for like saloons and bars. And then they, they had various things, they had brothels. It was like they built cities overnight. Because like, but now everywhere, they needed businesses essentially, right? So businesses were popping up. So this Samuel Brandon guy saw the opportunity. So he didn't want to go mine the gold because the opportunity cost was not worth, worth it for him. He saw and took the opportunity to actually start selling the equipment to do the mining. So everyone that was there was mining, but he, he was guaranteed his, his profits. But only 10% yeah. of the people that went to mine actually generated the wealth in which they had all that vision that, that they would. So my point is, this is how I see like these companies, like the board apes and stuff like that. They, they're not only creating the NFTs, but they, they're creating the means for people to create their own. And th that's the way I would like it. I don't know if you see the same, but I, it's just, it rings so many bells when I see what's going on currently in the world. Well, look, that does make sense. And I think um, like Board Ape Club is, is, besides the community and all that, in the back end, it's, 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 it's art, right? Yeah. And for, for, to create opportunity for other artists is perhaps a, a, a vision of theirs and it makes sense. Um, but then again, there's only so much art that can be consumed um, in the world. Because I think that's just a small part of what NFT is right now. And I think it's a large part of what's making NFT popular. That's, that's the irony of it. Um, but I think the, the biggest utility of NFT is the, the authentication of, of, of product and service. And I think that's ultimately where we're going with this. And I believe that if there is any big dudes at the, the top and they see this being a, an opportunity for the future, they would make use of, of, of this current uh, hype to, to get more people to understand NFT rather than to approach it with like, okay, yeah, as a banking system on NFT, on the blockchain, people are going to be like, okay, this is all right. But now individuals are learning about it because the kids are, are sh shouting about it at, at home or there are youngsters wanting to get into the space or own an NFT just so that they can make their Twitter or Instagram profile pick that. So yeah, there's a lot of lot of aspect to 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 blowing this and marketing this um, at a global level. And once that is done, that's when I think slowly but surely all the, the utility behind NFT is going to come through um, pretty much barcoding from, uh, you know, registering accounting systems from law, all that aspects are going to be uh, pretty much solved with NFTs in terms of a backend thing. Because what you were mentioning with the Web3 and the fifth industrial revolution, it's, it's pretty much just, we've gone into this trash revolution. And um, there's even a TED talk on it. Uh, the dude for the UI UX dude from Netflix chats about, I think 2019, he mentions how the blockchain is ultimately just a, 
the trust revolution, it's the next revolution in, in humankind. So yeah, it's it's interesting, and and I do see a lot of a lot of um, benefit going forward. Yeah, no, dude, Jesus, <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Dude. All sure right, thanks everyone. Um, I hope you guys just enjoyed that. I do feel like that was actually quite a good conversation. So yeah, it was like like, share, and subscribe to our channel, please, guys. And those of you that are already watching us and supporting us, thank you so much. Um, and yeah, uh, Jono. Take care. Catch you next week. Much love, brother. Bye.